Songezo Mapete on SAFM. Songezo Mapete on SAFM. We are in conversation now with, well, the nation's hero. She's flying high. Major. Listen to that. Major. Mandi Sanongebamfeka of the South African National Defence Force, particularly in the Air Force, the first female combat fighter pilot in the country. She is Imbogodo. She is Ikawe, and it's only proper and opportune for us to play this short little jingle in her honour. When I looked at the Star newspaper this morning, quite literally and quite fitting, it would be the Star. The picture there told everything one needed to know about the euphoria that gripped the country on Saturday. Pretoria, when President Cyril Ramaphosa took the oath of office to become the country's sixth democratically elected head of state on Saturday, another South African was on her path to greatness. It was in the skies. KwaZulu Natal born. Major Mandi Samfega made history of her own by becoming the first black African woman combat fighter pilot in the country. At the presidential inauguration, recognition was also given to the South African Air Force women who were part of this momentous occasion. She got the roar that told a story of a thousand words. Good evening, Major Samfega. How are you this evening? Uh, well, well, thank you very much, as I'm very, very excited to be here with you on air today. No more than me, you're a nation's hero. How does it feel to receive finally the adulation, the applause, and the respect you are so worth? Oh, wow. More than anything, I'm, I'm really humbled because at the end of the day, when we come into service, it's not to receive any adulation or any um, um, privilege. It's just for the love of the country and for the, for the wanting to serve as far as possible. Definitely, I'm really honored and humbled to be recognized and Given platforms like this, I'm really grateful. I hate to use a word I don't understand ever in any context, in any language. Your title says major. Do you want to give us a proper understanding, contextual understanding of major in the Air Force, the rank where it lies and sort of its responsibilities? Yes, definitely. So within the uh, South African National Defense Force, we have a rank structure. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the rank that I hold is the rank of major. It is a, it is a, one of the first um, of the senior officers. Uh, but before that, you would have a junior officer, and below that would be the non-commissioned officers. And um, it, it, within the rank structure as well, we have warrant officers. 
also major is um, a senior officer, which is definitely above the non-commissioned officers, warrant officers, junior and junior officers. That's that's high, and you are not yes. very old. In fact, you are very young. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how young I would be considered. I mean, at the moment, I'm 29 years old. Uh, so uh, definitely, if you consider it young, then thank you very much. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to say you are old at 29. Because I'm not old and I'm a little bit older than that. Major Mpeka, let, let, let's talk about let, let's talk about who Mandisa is, the girl from mm. Tuzuma. Who, who who is this one? Who is this one who's now literally the toast and talk of town? Oh wow. Um yes, I think more than anything I'm just a, a Zulu girl from, you know, Durban and um uh, definitely um, a humble servant to the country. Definitely well, I would consider myself that. But more than that, I would like to be a shining example for what women in the country can, can live up to. I mean, uh, my parents set a very fine example of what uh, education can do and what doors education can open for us. So I am very much somebody who subscribes and loves learning. I love pushing myself, um, not only physically, but mentally. And uh, yes, um, I'm just a humble girl from, from, from Zulu, from Wazulu Natal. <laughs> well, I was hoping you were going to indulge me. It's fine. Don't indulge me. I'm going to play a <laughs> clip where you really get onto it and tell us exactly who you are. Listen to this. This is your voice. <laughs> the first time where I came across aviation was definitely when I was five or six years old when my grandmother and my mother used to take us to Virginia Airport to watch the air shows. Um, at that time they couldn't afford to buy the tickets for us to go in. We would enjoy the show from you know, the, the fence but we could definitely appreciate all that was happening. And at that time I didn't know that this career was even possible for me. Uh, the first time I realized that I could actually join the Air Force and become a pilot was when I was 16, doing research about careers in maths and science. And I remember coming across the article by the South African Air Force, you know, this little pamphlet, where they're advertising the requirements to become a pilot and a navigator, and I looked at them and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> that moment I knew, I knew that I wanted to serve the Defense Force and I knew I wanted to be a, an Air Force a pilot, you know. And um, we're here today because of the preparations for the inauguration of the, of the president. Uh, we're very, very excited, um, definitely. And uh, our role definitely is to participate in the flypass to showcase the capability of the South African Air Force. And also it's a, it's a way for us to, to salute the new commander in chief. So we're very, very excited. The amazing thing actually about the South African Air Force is that we have programs for youngsters. Uh, the Young Falcons, definitely here in Pretoria, we have um, those programs that they can come and interact with the aviation industry, learn about flying, learn about the careers that we have within the Air Force, not only limited to pilots and navigators, air traffic controllers, mission controllers, um, ground crew, technicians. So they get to come in and interact with us and they don't have to feel sidelined because of their upbringing. You know, where you come from does not determine your capacity. Uh, your capacity something that you you, you you set for yourself sound familiar major ah yes <laughs> that's what i was yeah, asking for that was that's what i was asking for okay okay yes definitely um i am very much a, a, an aviation enthusiast more than anything and um uh, I'm very uh, passionate also about encouraging and building the youth as far as I uh, possibly can. I understand that 
my journey has come with a lot of challenges and those challenges definitely shaped me to become the person that I am. And as far as I'd love, as far as I can, I'd like to make it easier for the people who come after us. That's important. To shed light on what the path is that they can, they can take in order to enter the aviation industry and um, to be within, you know, uh, to be a serving member within the National Defence Force. From that clip we just played, um, and the fact that you had, for the longest time until you were about 16, thought that this was in quite literally mission impossible, excuse the pun in that, to taking a selfie on board a fighter jet. <laughs> those two things couldn't be more juxtaposed. <laughs> um, yes, indeed. Um, I think I'm just really really grateful for the opportunities and for discovering this this path. I think the limitations that we put on ourselves is um, is, is objectively, it, it, it kills our creativity, but also um, it's not necessary. You know, we know within ourselves what we dream for, what we hope for, what we desire. All we need to do is just have the courage to follow through and to pursue it relentlessly. And once you have that, once you've started that journey, no matter what stumbling block you face or whatever um, people might say about you, you have to hold that vision. You have to hold, keep your eye on the target and move yourself forward. So I'm really, I'm really grateful and blessed to have had the experiences that I have. And more than anything, I, I cannot say that I did this on my own. I had immense amounts of support, you know, um, from my family, from my colleagues, and also having mentors who are actually um, our seniors who, who model what it takes to succeed. I'm, I'm surrounded every single day by people who are ambitious, by people who, um, who love their career and love to serve more than anything. And that, that, that what you see in me is only a fraction of, of the people that I work with, of the people that, that inspire me every single day. And, um, yeah, this is, this is the standard that they hold at 85 Combat Flying School. So, uh, it's definitely something, um, something to model. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull on some power here. It's gone way too quickly these 15 minutes. I'm going to have to ask you to stay on the line, please. We're going to have to have another five or so minute conversation after the news. For those who have just joined us and don't know who this voice is, you probably saw it on Inauguration Day flying a fighter jet honoring the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces, President Cyril Ramaphosa. Of course, I'm talking about major, major Mandis Anonglebamfeg of the South African Defense Force, particularly in the Air Force itself, who flew the President, well, didn't fly the President, but may very well fly the President soon enough, but she flew a fighter jet on President's Day of Inauguration. She's only 29. She holds the august and major title of Major Mandis Anonglebamfeg. Stay tuned. It's time for the news. We'll be back with her for another five or so minutes talking about recruitment into the South Air Force and particularly the work that she does when it's really serious, not the fun stuff that she was doing on Saturday. Please stay tuned. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. On the viewpoint. Yep, 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 yep. We're in conversation with Major Mandis Anonglebamfeka of the South African Air Force. She is 
a fighter pilot. Major, tell us about being a fighter pilot. Goodness gracious, every time you go on mission, that could be your last. It surely <laughs> must be scary. Um, yeah, so I consider myself a stream for combat. I am a Hawk pilot in the South African Air Force. I think um, any time that you go into our environment, you understand that there is a certain level of risk involved. And more than anything, before you strap yourself into the aircraft, you make sure that you're of sound mind and um, you're healthy enough to take on the mission. Uh, because you do understand that at any time, anything can go wrong. You know, um, the wheel may give in, the engine may give in. Um, definitely... Uh, you're exposed to elements. So you want to control as many elements as you can within the within the mission scenario, I think. Uh, Not always possible, I suppose. Yeah, as far as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just understanding that um, you're going to operate now, so you want to make sure that you give your best every single day. And uh, before we get into the aircraft, there's an extensive amount of preparation that goes into that. Mm. Um, we're briefing to make sure that everybody who's going to be involved um, with the sortie, we call them sorties, uh, has a clear picture about what is expected, has a clear picture of where they're going to be and where, at what time. So um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of um, work and preparation that goes in before you actually get yourself into that aircraft. So as a specialist, you bring your, your A game every single day. Well, you don't have a choice. No, it's literally a game or no game at all. Let's talk about the core of being a fighter pilot. When you get told this is now what is really expected of you, this is what you must do, and when in mission, this is what is expected of you, this is what you typically do. For instance, I am a legal researcher. I know my core is to find some legal argument through the thousands of pages I'll have to page through every now and then. What would be the equivalent core function of a fighter mm. pilot for you? Yeah, so a fighter pilot is definitely the defender and protector of the country. So the first line of defense, if there's an infringement of the integrity of the airspace, the fighter pilots go first, especially two squadron with the Gripens. Um, also, if there is something that... Um, is uh, within the, the target of the country or whatever the objective is, uh, we would be the ones who would go into the target and take it out or neutralize it or destroy it, basically. So our core business is definitely destruction, uh, but also <laughs> upholding, upholding uh, the integrity of the, of the, of the, of the South African airspace um, at any means possible. You're so if a certain... The defender. So if a certain commercial aircraft wants to go and make a landing at Waterkloof, shall we say, coming from the okay. east somewhere, um, yes. and it's not recognized, you'll have to take care of it, right? You definitely do have to take care of it as a, as a fighter pilot, uh, which would be the, this is the core business of two squadron. They would be the first ones to go. Um, but firstly, you would like to understand what, what the intention of this aircraft that has come in is. Right. Uh, so before you go in there with massive destruction, you have to have some scenarios, which is like uh, interrogation or figuring out what this bogey is um, and their and their intention. Once it has been established, so sometimes it's somebody who has gotten lost or, um, you know, who's not clear about the airspace, but which is which is a possibility. Then you want to shepherd them and make sure that you lead them to the correct airfield uh, so that they can land. But if the, the, the infringing, uh, the contravening aircraft is actually a threat, 
then at any means possible, we have to neutralize that to protect uh, the integrity of the of the South African SS. I love this military talk. Yes. Neutralize, (laughs) neutralize. I mean, (laughs) that is such a euphemism. That's a real euphemism. But how do you engage an aircraft that's in the air? I mean, it's not as if you're going to wave and they're going to be opening the window and be like, what's up? Of course, I'm oversimplifying it. But how do you engage an aircraft that's in the air and you're in another aircraft? Yeah, there is definitely protocol that we would follow. I'm not going to go into the specifics of it. Um, but people who will be operating and, and executing that mission follow the protocol. And if you're an aviator, uh, you should be aware of uh, the, mm. what certain uh, actions mean, and then you would follow through accordingly. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't be operating as, a, as an aviator, both in a civilian or a military capacity, if you didn't understand those laws. You know, we Understood. have air laws that somebody, you know, that we, we, we constantly are, our favors or um, making sure that we, we subscribe to for these reasons to protect ourselves as people who are working in the airspace but also that others understand what certain actions mean and ways to communicate them let's talk the about <laughs> thank you so much no I, I i'm i'm quite aware that you probably might be um, sailing or well, flying too close to the protocols and I don't didn't want you to start thinking about that. This is serious stuff. Let's talk about recruitment. How can we get another Monday something other? Um, oh. Is Usonga as well at, th- at the ripe old age of 35 able to go and be a fighter pilot? And yes. if so, why not? I mean, if not, why not? Uh, okay. So with the South African Air Force, you are able to join from the ages of 18 to 24 if you do not have a degree. If you have a degree, uh, then your age uh, limit is then increased to 26 years old. If you Also, it depends on the type of career that you're wishing to pursue within the, within the South African Air Force. Um, if you want to become a pilot or a navigator, then you definitely need maps and science as well as English. Um, the recruitment process where, where every annually we release application forms, either on the Sunday Times and local newspapers, and uh, the youth can definitely um, clip those out and send them through to Air Force headquarters. But more than that, uh, we have... Um, and a, a website where members can go and uh, download the relevant information and uh, application forms and pamphlets in order for them to, to, to apply within the South African Air Force. I'll say something which is not your competence, but just for the record, that website leaves much to be desired. I've tried to interact with it, and it's very difficult even for somebody who's competent on the computer. But nonetheless, let's move on. For somebody who's listening now and was contemplating, for instance, is it still possible to be enrolled this year? I mean, to apply now for next year. Is that possible? Or have uh, the deadlines passed? The, the application process has closed for this year. Um, if they want to join, it would have to definitely be for next year, not for 20. It would have to be for 2020 and not for 2019. Are there any exceptions to these rules? I mean... <laughs> You're basically saying you must be 26 years or under to to be in the Air Force, to be in the Navy, to be in the Army. Somebody like me who's sufficiently moved to be like, you know what, this is what I really want to do. I want to serve my country. Is that mm. over even before it starts? Uh, unfortunately, because the age limits are definitely to protect the members, um, our training is quite extensive. And the younger you are, the more adaptable you are. And um, it's easier to change that civilian part of you into a military practitioner. Our uh, training is quite intense. I'm not saying that all the people are not able to, but because of the demands of the military, you're generally not landlocked 
um, or geographically bound. And uh, every three years, sometimes according to the requirements of your of your duty, you do get moved around. And somebody who's at 35 years old is more established. They have a family, and they would want to stay in one place, which makes it quite difficult um, for the requirements of the of the defence force. If you have a family and you're landlocked, and the Air Force needs you at another base for serving of a period of about three years then, um, of course, it makes it makes it so difficult. There are definitely other ways that you can serve um, you know, the, our country. You know, you could volunteer. Uh, you could um, perhaps even engage with, the, if you're keen on aviation, to engage on the civilian sector rather than the military sector. But there are definitely other ways that a member can, can make themselves, um, you know, can give their services to their country. It's not only in the military, sure. if you're an older person. Yes. No, Major Becker, don't expect to see me in the Air Force. I don't have maths, I don't have science, and I have plenty of English, and this is why I am where I am right now. But nonetheless, thank you so much for your time and all the very thank best you. for what lies ahead. And perhaps it's an opportune time for me to say thank you to, to your friend, Ms. Kanya Sosibu, who was able to put us in touch. Uh, yes, please. Thank you very much. And also I'd like to give a big shout-out to my officer commanding at 85 Combat Flying School, uh, and uh, all to my members as well, my colleagues, um, also at 85 Flying School. I'm really, really honored to be part of that. Thank you so much. You guys did a great job. Perhaps we should have it every Saturday, you know, just to entertain the nation. <laughs> Perhaps, bro. Thank you so very much for having me on the show. Indeed. Major Mandis okay. of the South African Air Force, combat fighter pilot, the first African female, dare one say, listen to it, in the world. It's amazing stuff. In Bogoto, indeed. Quick out, Health on Monday coming up just after this break. Stay tuned.